Our scripture for this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke. It's the fourth chapter, um, reading from verses 1 through 13. Let us listen for God's word. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. O holy God, we give you thanks for your holy word. God, we pray for it is for what it is that you will have to say to us this day in a text so big with so very much that we would again open our hearts, that we would listen and let you speak to us this day. For it is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Once upon a time... Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness. Jesus was preparing for his call to ministry, his call to ministry as the Son of God. Now, if you were called to be the Son of God, how do you imagine you would spend your time preparing Use your imagination here. If I were called, I would probably spend, let's say this, you know, 40 days, um, a week at a retreat, um, resting, getting a manicure and a facial and a massage and um, restoring myself and brightening myself so that I would be full and bright in my ministry. Then I would go shopping because I would want to have the best wardrobe possible as a son of God. I might be afraid that I wouldn't get the respect that I needed if I were just wearing 
the same old sandals and robes. So I'd want to get new high-end wardrobe for my position. Then I might read up on everything possible to prepare myself so that I would be really ready you know, to take on this job and I wouldn't look foolish. Um, I would want to get really prepared. So that was some of the ways that I can imagine I might spend my time of preparation uh, before going on to this big job. What do you think you would do? You're probably nothing like me, would have been. <laughs> well, our Lord and Savior, Jesus, he didn't do what I would do. No, he went into the wilderness, and he set aside earthly things like food and drink and comfort, and he fasted for 40 days. He set himself apart. Jesus chose to prepare his heart by getting away and not letting the things of this world interfere, but clearing his mind and heart for the work of God. That's the kind of savior that we worship. Not one that is seeking to be on top of his game, but rather a leader, a Lord that is humbled, quieted, preparing to listen for God. He set out to the wilderness for 40 days. There is something biblical about 40 and wilderness. 40 is the number of days that Noah and his family waited out the flood. 40 is the number of days that Moses fasted on Mount Sinai as he wrote down the words of God's covenant. 40 is the number of years the Israelites wandered in the wilderness tested by God in preparation for their arrival in the promised land. Forty is the number of days of this season of Lent as we journey with Jesus toward the cross. Forty years, forty days, forty. A time of waiting, of fasting, of preparing, of testing, and all of it in the wilderness. We will be entering the Lenten season soon. 40 days of preparation before Easter, starting this coming Wednesday, which is Ash Wednesday. And I invite all of you to come join us in worship on Wednesday night at 6.30, where we can begin this season together. What do you already know about Lent? What do you think of when you hear the word Lent? Give up stuff. Give up stuff. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Give up stuff. Anybody else? I thought maybe you might say borrowing something. I lent this to somebody. <laughs> or laundry, the Lent in the laundry. But giving up stuff is often what we think of. I remember a few years ago, my daughter Maya came home from school and she said, Mom, what should I give up for Lent? And I was a bit surprised because we had not had a conversation at home really about 
giving anything up for Lent. And so I said, what, what are you thinking about? She said, well, my friend said that if you don't give up something for Lent, then the Easter money will not bring you chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, okay, we have, we have some explaining to do here. <laughs> That's not exactly how it works. Uh, but giving up something, um, Lent being very much based from uh, Scripture, has become a pretty also secular thing. People who might not ever darken the door of a church are giving up something for Lent. And as you can see, there's um, Twitter had the top 100 things to give up from last year. It's kind of hard. School, yeah, everything's up there. I think Twitter's on there, you know, and they're tweeting. So. <laughs> um, Giving something up at Lent, fasting has sort of taken on a life of its own, with folks quitting things like Facebook and soda and chocolate for 40 days. All right, stop reading the list. (laughs) Come back to me, Kurt. (laughs) I am not um, against... Oops, now we'll get to him in a second. (laughs) My fault. I am not against any of these things. I think creating a new habit is a great idea. And if Lent is the time of the year when we do it, even better. And I hope that in fasting from these things, we are able to have our hearts transformed a little. I hope that we take some steps closer to God because God is always available, always loving, always there. But we might open ourselves up a little bit more by clearing some things out that may block us from God's love. The Pope (laughs) has a suggestion for his flock this year, and I found this uh, fascinating. During Lent, he invites us to fast from indifference to others, to fast from indifference to others. In his annual Lenten message, the Pope writes, indifference to our neighbor and to God also represents a real temptation for us Christians. Each year during Lent, we need to hear once more the voice of the prophets who cry out and trouble our conscience. The Pope calls his challenge the globalization of indifference, and you can read the whole um, article about it. I actually read it from Time Magazine. He says that whenever our interior life becomes caught up in its own interests and concerns, there is no longer room for others. There is no place for the poor. God's voice is no longer heard. The quiet joy of his love is no longer felt. And the desire to do good fades when our life is caught up in the world, those things can happen. And when we can focus our interior life on God, those things can fade away. He continues that we end up being incapable of feeling compassion at the outcry of the poor, weeping for other people's pain and and feeling a need to help them as though all this were someone else's responsibility and not our own. But when we fast from this indifference, we can begin to feast on love. I love that challenge right there of fasting from indifference 
and things that keep us apart, when we do that, we can begin to feast on love with God's help. In fact, Lent is the perfect time to learn how to love again. Jesus, the great protagonist of this holy season, certainly showed us the way. In Jesus, God descends all the way down to bring everyone up. In his life and his ministry, no one is excluded. So what are you giving up for Lent? How will you prepare for this time in the wilderness? It's a lot, it's a question a lot of people will ask um, over these next few days. I think if you want to change your body, perhaps giving up chocolate and candy and soda and all of those things is the way to go. But if you want to change your heart, a harder fast is needed. A fast that remembers Jesus' desire to open his heart and let God's love in. A fast that invites us to love more deeply in God's word. Today we are invited to the table. And this is a meal where we as Christians come to receive. We, the mystery of this meal, but we believe that at this table we receive God's healing and forgiveness and love and grace and justice. And by receiving this meal as this community, we are then sent out, transformed, and to go and love in God's world. God calls for us to be the amazing people that God created us to be. May we receive God's love this day and go out transformed Go out knowing this love in our own hearts and showing this love in God's world. Let us pray. Most holy God, we give you thanks for your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, God, for the example that he is in our lives. God, we pray for the wilderness times, we pray for your help when we want to set apart from this world and to know you a little bit better. And we thank you, God, that you draw us near, that you lead us and love us and guide us. For it is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.